Hey there, welcome to OPG's Tips and Tricks. Here I'm gonna share some quick tips and some tricks that I think you'll find very useful. Let's get right to it. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Tips and Tricks with the Orion Photo Group, or as OPG's we like to call it. I'm your host, Jason Group, and today this is going to be a series of podcasts about flash photography and off-camera flash. And I know I've touched on it a little bit uh, before, but I think I want to kind of go into a little bit of a deeper dive. Uh, hopefully this will help some of the seasoned veterans out there. This will also help the people who are just getting into off-camera lighting or need help with lighting or just need some inspiration for uh, getting uh, getting their chops when it comes to uh, using flash photography. So I'm going to start with why to use flash, which I know sounds kind of silly. So, you know, in the realm of wedding photography, we know that it takes more than a skilled photographer and a high-end camera to seize the essence of these, you know, cherished moments we have uh, the job of doing. Uh, mastery of light is the linchpin which is capable of transforming our wedding photos from extraordinary, uh, from ordinary to the extraordinary. And of course, there's lots of tips and tricks along the way that help us do that. But lighting is a, is a key part of doing that. Uh, it's a subject that's been a lifelong passion of mine. And I often liken mastering lighting to the game of golf. And if you play, you know that you never truly conquer it. But undeniably, the more you practice, the sharper your skills baby become. Same goes for when you do feel like you mastered lighting or golf and you don't do it for a while, you do get rusty at it like anything else. So today, in this episode, I'm going to focus on unveiling the paramount and the significance of lighting, uncovering the challenges that it casts upon uh, wedding settings, and unraveling the abundant benefits that await those who harness the power of flash to triumph over these challenges. And again, this is about getting better and uh, really inspiring you to take your skills to the next level. So starting with the importance of lighting, uh, let's begin by acknowledging the fundamental role that lighting plays in wedding photography. Lighting is without a doubt the foundation of photography and in the world of weddings, it's even more crucial. Why? Because it influences the mood and aesthetic of wedding images. While not always essential that flash photography is used, it is a valuable tool for improving lighting or in creating unique effects. So again, we're really starting at the beginning with this episode. In the next several episodes, we'll do a deeper dive into specifics, but setting the mood. Uh, imagine this, soft, gentle light casting across uh, romantic and intimate atmosphere. This is the magic of off-camera lighting or on-camera flash as well. Softening the light, which can be achieved with a small softbox for OCF or a diffuser or an on-camera flash can establish that intimate romantic mood that every wedding photographer strives for. Conversely, Utilizing dramatic directional lighting can infuse images with elegance and sophistication, and having that proficiency in light manipulation empowers a wedding photographer to craft photos that harmonize perfectly with the essence of the day. Now again, 
as wedding photographers, we are challenged with being experts at lots of different lighting skill sets and at different parts during the day. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to do the deep dive into OCF is many newer photographers will lean on just ambient light or natural light photography. I'm a natural light photographer. And yes, you can get away with lots of different stuff, but you are at the, you are at the mercy of whatever light you have available. Whereas opposed to flash photography or off camera lighting or on camera flash gives you the ability to have a consistent style and a consistent lighting, no matter what the situation is. Okay. So, um, starting with flattering portraits, that's, talk about the most critical aspects of wedding photography, capturing great portraits. This is where OCF, for me especially, truly shines. Um, Lighting is paramount to showcase the couple at their best. OCS has the ability to smooth skin imperfections, diminish harsh shadows, and craft a flattering, timeless appearance that every bride and groom covet. Now again, you can do this well with uh, natural light, and you should definitely... Mix uh, ambient light and flash whenever possible. Uh, Ambient light or natural light is always my first go-to, believe it or not. And then OCF is what I do to add or make better, for lack of better words, uh, when it comes to that. But it always will give me what I need. And you know what happens if you don't have great light? What happens if you're in a location that's very dark? You can't just lean on, well, I'm sorry, that's the light that was available to me. Okay, so the challenges of wedding lighting. While the importance of lighting in wedding photography is clear, the challenges posed by wedding environments are equally apparent. Wedding photographers often find themselves dealing with a variety of lighting obstacles. Like I just said, you can't just say I'm a natural light photographer and then just depend on whatever is around. So that's the biggest challenge that we have is wedding photography. We have inconsistent natural light. Uh, While natural light is often preferred, it's not always cooperative. And whether dealing with harsh midday overhead light, better known as raccoon eyes, uh, excessively cloudy conditions robbing the image of clarity or sharpness or ever-changing lighting circumstances in and out of sun, cloudy days where the sun's coming in and out. Uh, You know, you can't have one shot where there's bright sunlight and then the next one, uh, it's soft light. Uh, you need to have consistent images. Uh, indoor variability. Uh, indoor venues pre- present unique lighting challenges. These are characterized by mixed artificial lighting sources, dimly lit corners. Achieving consistent and aesthetically pleasing results can be a formidable task. This is precisely where I would rely again on OCF as it enables me to craft beautiful controlled lighting. Uh, with these indoor settings. Now, fast-paced moments. Again, sun coming in and out of clouds, moving from one location to another. And, you know, of course, weddings unfold as dynamic events filled with fleeting moments. Photographers must possess the agility to swiftly adapt to these lighting scenarios without missing crucial shots. So in these swiftly changing instances, I heavily lean on on on-camera flash and learning to master this form of lighting control may be challenging, again, again, getting back to my earlier golf reference, but with a dedicated practice, one can certainly attain expertise. So um, kind of going back on that a little bit, uh, my first choice is always OCF, off-camera lighting, 
uh, and quickly changing fast-paced moments, I'll use my on-camera flash if that's all I have available. Sometimes I'll mix both of them. I'll use that, on-camera light, off-camera light, ambient light, all mixed together. Uh, the, that's my best case scenario. Um, but sometimes you just got to work fast and you just use your on-camera flash. Now, let's explore some benefits of using uh, flash, uh, some more examples. Consistency. This is my, my biggest thing. First and foremost, Flash delivers consistent and manageable lighting, guaranteeing that every shot attains its optimal image, irrespective of the prevailing conditions. And regrettably, I've observed too many instances, again, like I said before, where photographers resort to excessively high ISO settings in dimly lit rooms, resulting in subpar outcomes. And as professionals, it's our incumbent upon us to master at least the basic flash techniques on-camera flash to avoid um, these basic pitfalls. And I've seen it all the time, either as a guest or looking at work from different photographers, where they just say, I'm not going to learn this flash. It's too expensive. It's too hard. Uh, they walk into a Saturday night wedding, and it is completely dark in the room. Everything's lit by candlelight, or maybe a couple of chandeliers in the room. And it's wonderful that we have these these cameras that will go up to a million ISO. And um, just because we can do it doesn't mean it's good light. And the results to it are really just very grainy, uh, very warm. And um, what I like to say is imagine if you could take that warm light and then mix it with some really good light, like on-camera flash with a nice diffuser on top of it. And uh, then you have some magic. Uh, and again, mixing these two things is really where the magic happens. So, uh, getting back to again, you can use a high ISO, use some fill light. If you've been hesitant about delving into off-camera light, this is an excellent entry point. So, maybe you don't use your flash all day. You come to that dimly lit room and you're going to use your on-camera light, maybe with a dome. Maybe you point it around in some different directions and just use it as fill light just a little bit. And this is a great entry point to, to start, and it's a great uh, place to use in a mixed lighting situation. Uh, just think of it as fill flash. Don't think of it as main light to impact shadows and uh, give you more evenly lit and flattering illumination. And for portraits, it's where your midday, midday light, you got those giant shadows in, in, in people's eye sockets, affectionately known as raccoon eyes. Um, you can use some on-camera flash to fill those in and really sharpen up your images. Same would go for a very, very cloudy day where there's not a lot of, it's just very, very soft light. So um, again, flash gives you creative control. Uh, you will have complete control over a lighting situation when you have these different uh, flashes with you, uh, different angles, intensities, different modifiers, which again, I'm going to get into in, in further episodes. And you can use a freeze action. How many times are they running down an aisle? Uh, couples coming in uh, when they're being introduced. You can't use a high ISO if they're running into the room and you're shooting at a 60 of a second. You're going to have blurry images. Flash will stop that action. Uh, the versatility of flash will give you things like, you know, TTL. So you don't even need to think and tell the flash how much it needs to put out. So... This is the beginning, the first episode of, of off-camera lighting, uh, flash photography, and um, 
listen in for other episodes. So in conclusion, uh, comprehending the role of wedding photography and flash is akin to unlocking its transformative potential. And lighting is the very foundation of, of what we do. Uh, in unpredictable and demanding context of weddings, where we can harness the advantages of flash, that's what be- makes us the difference between being an amateur, semi-amateur, semi-pro, into a professional, and yeah, the confidence of being able to walk into a room and, and say, I can handle any situation. Um, it's, I often say in jest that as wedding photographers, we have to master various forms of lighting, a task that takes years for many pros in just one genre. For let's say a fashion photographer only does fashion stuff in studio. He's a master of that light in studio lighting. We have to be a master of that and everything else. Architectures, uh, maybe they're good at lighting a room up. We have to be uh, an expert at that. So we deal with outdoor lighting, portrait lighting, indoor lighting, and we have to excel at all of them. And uh, just as a side note, it's been, it's been wonderful for me as a commercial photographer as well, because those chops that I learned as a wedding photographer definitely go to other jobs as well, because you just know how to handle any situation. Uh, so as we continue to dive deeper into this guide, remember, mastering the art of flash effectively serves as the key to crafting stunning and timeless wedding photographs, and that will help you be cher- uh, create cherished images for lifetime. Um, That's it for today's tips and tricks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Remember the journey of becoming a master wedding photographer is ongoing, flash or no flash uh, in general. Um, I hope this keeps you inspired. Hope you're listening to this this on your way to a wedding or uh, coming home from a wedding. Uh, Stay tuned for other episodes where uh, I'm going to get into the specifics of what I think are um, some great tools uh, that you can use um, for your flashes. Okay. Great. Take care now. We'll see you on the next episode of Tips and Tricks. Hey, do you have a tip or trick you want to share with us? Please email me, jgroup at orionphotogroup.com. I would love to hear your tips or tricks, and we'll even send you a nice little reward for doing so. Till then, thank you.